Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast of a brand new week. And what a podcast we have got coming up. Um, yep, yep, yep. Oh, that's awful. I can't stand that show. Hold on. Yep, 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 yep. Mm, okay, it's all right. Anyway, we begin with Mark Saggers. What? I'm not on first. You are, Saggers. Shut your face. Uh, he's talking about the Liverpool win, Liverpool B team. Actually, it was Liverpool C team over Everton's first team. So embarrassing this was for Everton. Uh, Ray Houghton was having a chat with Jim Proudfoot post-match on Sunday exclusive. Jones, right for the curling effort, oh. is an absolutely stunning goal. What a way to open your account for Liverpool in the Merseyside derby against Everton. And what this has done for Liverpool and for Klopp and these youngsters, they've gone out there and they've won a Merseyside derby for him. Just think how much growth that's going to get for yeah, those players. Great experience for them. Look at the noise. Listen to the noise in the stadium, Mark. These Liverpool supporters know when their team's put on a, deep, a very good performance and that's certainly been the case. Oh, fantastic. Great experience for the youngsters. You know, being in a Merseyside derby for young... Jones to score the goal, absolutely fantastic, brilliant. And the Liverpool fans away to our right-hand side, taunting the Evertonians who are still here with a flag that says 1995, the last time that Everton won a major honour, the FA Cup, now 25 seasons ago. Just that little bit of local pride being rubbed in from red to blue. Uh, we can head over now to the Weekend Sports Breakfast Show presented by Georgie Bingham and Big Tony Cascarino. Legally, I have to say Big Tony Cascarino. I can't just say, well, I can't say it because I'll get fined. Anyway, Big Tony Cascarino was alongside Georgie Bingham on the Weekend Breakfast Show. And they were talking about weakened sides ruining, oh, it ruins the magic of the FA Cup. Mm, does it? There's a number of managers who have made a... Uh, a bit of a moan, Georgie, on this period. And most of them are Premier League managers. Graham Potter mentioned it with Brighton. You know, most of these teams have changed their players. You know, 200-plus changes yesterday were made in games. But I mean, they, Reading, if... Reading made nearly a whole team of changes and drew. Well, I was going to say, it wasn't just Premier League clubs, was it? No, And also, ball. if you are an Aston Villa fan or a Brighton fan, are you really fussed? Unless you're, like, what? safe already at this stage of the season, are you fussed? Yeah, but... Everyone's blaming the authorities for the fixture congestion. Yeah. But no one seems to be saying, well, hold it a minute. In January, 
there's players that have not played yesterday, have not had a game for two weeks because they're not playing. You know, do you see what I mean? They, did, they didn't play till the first of Jan, and the next games, I don't know, the eleventh, twelfth of yeah. of Jan, whenever. Yeah, it's nearly two break. weeks. It is a it is a break. Some countries, Spain, have that break. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? The FA Cup third round is a winter break. Mm. It's the winter break for the for most clubs actually, and you take the gamble of getting through on. A, uh, with the sum of lesser parts, and and if you get through to the next round, you generally tend to make not so many changes. Mm. Yeah, I I personally uh, look. My last game in England was the FA Cup final, so I've always had the FA Cup. I grew up, and I'm like many other people. And you sound like your your, your grandfather, you know, all the FA Cup and the nostalgia that every, it brings. But if we want to kill it, and we have managers and clubs doing the same thing, the the biggest support is coming from the way teams of the lower clubs. Yeah. You know, you take Port Vale, Lusty, going to but, because City. you've well, because, but why wouldn't you see? I don't mind that the FA Cup third round still belongs to the clubs that make it into the third round. I just, mm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, but then if you have to sit through Manchester United against Wolves, I quite uh, liked it. Oh my God, did you? I did. I watched it and I thought, I, look, it was a tight game and there was chances for no either side. No shots on target for Manchester United for the first time in five years. No, I years. know. Well, okay, Manchester United was certainly very poor in the opening period, especially second half. The game come alive in is the second Is that where half. the tactician in you exists, you see? Because you're like, oh, this is an interesting... Most people are like, stale board draw, rah! You're no, on, and you're like, I know, this was tactically really interesting. No, I found, look, United again made, made changes and, um, I mean, I really... I enjoyed the battle with Troy uh, um, and Williams at uh, Man United. The left back is yeah. playing young lad up against Troy, who yeah. we talked about yesterday. That's I pretty thought that hard was work, really intriguing. Well, I felt for the lad. I felt just for. Cool, you you know this is something. But that's you more won't... interesting than Luke Shaw up against Troy in yeah. a funny way, isn't well, it? Well, Georgie, you, you look at him and you're thinking you you won't have to face anybody like him too often. <laughs> you know, the one <laughs> no. thing that Ollie comes in and says to him, says, "Look, son, whatever, blah blah blah." You won't have to play against a player like that week in, week out. Time now to hear from the special once, Jose Mourinho. Yes, of course I can call him that now because he's not the manager of my club. Uh, Jose was talking to Joe Shannon, who works for TalkSport, after Tottenham's draw with Middlesbrough. I know you're probably sick of talking about him, but did you, did you miss a Harry Kane today in the vital moments? We miss Harry Kane every, every minute of every game, but I don't want to be speaking about it uh, until he comes he comes back. Um, the same thing we did with Doris. Um, I, you don't see me speaking about Doris, and I'm here for about seven weeks, and I never spoke about Doris. So uh, Harry is Harry, best striker in the country. Our captain, so important for us. <laughs> But uh, that's the way it is. And how important is the next month in the context of strengthening the side and the build-up of fixtures that you've now got? <laughs> we have lots of fixtures and uh, I thought we, we were going to have one good week to, to work, which we, we don't because then we have to play the replay against, uh, against Middlesbrough. But uh, that's the way it is and I know the market is open, the market is open for everybody. But it's open in two directions. People can come, people can leave. Um, so let's see what's, what happens. How, how much do you need to go into the market this month to strengthen? No, I don't want to speak about it. Okay. We, you saw the plays we had here today and with the plays that we had, we tried our best and uh, that's what we are doing. The boys are good guys, good professionals. They, they work for each other and that's what we have to do. Time now to Jimmy Anderson with Mark Butcher and Darren Goff working hard. No, I don't know who's put that in. 
working, no, not even working, on a busman's holiday, pitch side on TalkSport 2, after England dominated on day three against South Africa. Hashtag lazy. With the amount of wickets you've got, Jimmy, and it's been a frustrating probably eight or nine months for you, that injury, because you haven't picked up many injuries in your career. Coming back into the side, did you feel a little bit of pressure? Because, obviously, Broad bowled beautifully um, in the summer against Australia. The emergence of Joffre Archer, who everyone loves at this moment in time. So, has there been a little bit more pressure on you? Yeah, absolutely. And, I, I, you know, coming back into the team, a lot of things were going through my head in that last test, because, obviously, you could... You, my 150th test as well. Um, <laughs> just the small you know, matter just, of 150. Just, uh, it, it all, you know, there's a lot going on, and um, yeah, you feel like you, you still need to prove your place in the team. And um, maybe at times I was trying a bit too hard, and I did, you know, I just didn't do what I do best, and that settle into a rhythm and just, you know, that sort of trying to, as you, you said, Butch, hone in on that off stump as much as possible. And that's something I did this week, uh, the last couple of days, is just trying to get into the battle as well, trying to get into the battle with a batsman. Uh, and try and win that battle as, much, uh, as many times as possible. Is that a lesson for sort of younger, less experienced bowlers? That even somebody like yourself um, can feel under pressure at times, and that you've almost got to relish it in a way. You've kind of got to just think it's be honest with yourself and, and go out there and attack it head on. Yeah, I think something that I've I've managed to I feel like I managed to deal with pressure pretty well throughout my career, and it, you, you have it all the time. But it's for me, it's about really zoning in on that um, that battle out in the middle focusing on your job and what you've got to do and and trying to forget everything else the outside stuff and I didn't do that very well last game I'll be honest but I think I did it you know I think recognizing that and being able to put it to one side this game has, has really helped me were you surprised but the pitch again Jimmy we laughed about this up in Supersport Park last week again overcast conditions and look what happened the cracks didn't seem to open it's kind of sealed and it didn't do as much. The odd one was still did, but it didn't do as much today as it's done the first two days. Yeah, it's sort of the reverse of England, isn't it? You, you, in England, you look up and see cloud, you want to bowl, but the last two games here, it's been quite the opposite. And I thought, I thought we made the most of it today. The lads were saying it did feel better to bat on. Um, the guys who got out there for a bit in the middle, I thought we, we made the most of it. Like, brilliant partnership by, uh, with Rooty and Dom Sibley. Uh, really pleased with Dom Sibley. He's had a few starts in his test career and not quite gone on, but he did focused really well today and got through and hopefully can go on tomorrow and, and, and keep us going and I think a couple more partnerships in this game will be in a really good position. Yeah and that leads me on to, to my final question really is, that, is there any sort of talk in the dressing room about uh, numbers that you're looking for is it just literally listen we'll bat we'll wear the, wear the pitch out wear their bowlers out and see where we are sort of come you know midway through the, the, the afternoon session. Yeah I think especially with the pitch playing better today it's we've got to just focus in on that first session tomorrow and try and get build a partnership really uh, and I think later in the day we can we sort of um, you know start pushing things on if we need to and thinking about declarations and things like that but we want to get into a position where hopefully if the sun comes out the cracks start to open then we, it might be a different story we might pull out a bit earlier and another record I think you've passed beefy again now haven't you what is it 28 five for us <laughs> Ridiculous! How do you get that many? <laughs> well, I've just I've just been told that um, when I got my first one, uh, Don Best was five years old, which made me feel great. And the whole series, of course, is live over on Talksport Two. Back now to football, and of course, come back on the weekend saw Tramier draw three-three with Premier League Watford. Why do I need to say Premier League? Everyone knows you're in the Premier League, don't they? With Premier League side Watford Football Club. Why do people write that? We know Watford are a football club. Otherwise, they wouldn't be playing. Anyway, this is the manager, Mickey Mellon, or Meza, 
What would his nickname be for? Meta! The Melanie. Melanie, they always put an IE or a Y on the end. Me- no, just, just Meza. Anyway, Meza spoke to our very own Musa. Anything at halftime that you told the lads that it was broadcastable, or is it all unbroadcastable? <laughs> Probably unbroadcastable, if you want it. No, just, I just, any chance? Come on, let's be straight here. Let's let's make sure that we take we take part in a, in a fantastic event at a Premier League club. Let's not leave nothing on the pitch. We've got a fantastic support behind us here. We're a recovering football club for many years in the doldrums. It's important that we went out and we, we made a, a, a proper fight of it. Plenty of the qualities that we know that we that we have in, in the group. And they were able to do that second half, so I was really pleased for them. I've got a feeling you might be the first manager I've spoken to this season who actually is in favour of VAR. Well, <laughs> without a doubt, in the long run, I think what you'll find with VAR is people have to defend better. We've been making um, excuses for a long time about poor defending and all the rest of it. Now, if you don't get that right in an 18-yard box, if you don't improve your defending and you foul people in the 18-yard box, which is poor defending, VAR's going to catch you. If you strike or, or be aggressive off the ball against the rules of the game, VAR's going to catch you. So in the long run, players will have to understand that Big Brother is watching you. If you don't get things right and if you don't defend properly, you're going to, you're going to come a cropper and, and you're going to get penalties away. Did you watch Paul Manley's penalty? I did, Jeb. I was able to, I think because of my experience now, you, you know moments like that, you don't want to miss them. So I took a, a little step back because it was into the Tramier fans and I know what we've gone through in the, in the years gone by. I was able to take a step back and I thought, right, we'll just wait to see if, when I, if this hits the net. Just watch the reaction of the Tramier fans. And I did, and when it hit the net, I just had a look at them and I just seen pure joy and it was, it was, uh, it was worthwhile. I'm Alan Brazil and this is TalkSport Daily. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like, what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Over now to a bit of Queensbury Rules and Fight Night on Saturday with Adam Catchell and Gareth A. Davis. And by the way, we all know what that A stands for. Anyway, their show airs Saturdays on TalkSport at 9pm. Here's part of their review of the decade. My fight of the decade, I don't know if you've had time oh, to think about it. I haven't, my, but I'd love to hear it. But my fight of the decade, I'm going to go for a Pacquiao fight. And mm-hmm. it's the Pacquiao Marquez 4. Oh yeah, that was good. Um, 
well, this is the one where he got we saw the, out. Yeah, we saw the brutal <laughs> knockout of, uh, of Pacquiao. I mean, when, when we're talking knockouts, this was brutal. Um, he was knocked out in the sixth round against Marquez in that fight, but both men were down. It was a bit of back and forth. Manny actually looked really good up until the point of getting starched. Mm. And I just... It, that, that image, I remember watching that fight and the morning I went to bed, got up the morning after, because obviously it was in the early hours of the morning over in the States, and then I, I got up the morning after and I was watching it again and again and again because I just couldn't believe what had happened. Because for me at that particular time, Manny Pacquiao was Superman. And he mm. and, and that knockout, he was out, absolutely out cold. I, I, I can't remember the last time I'd seen such a shuddering knockout like that that Juan Manuel Marquez uh, dished out in that fourth fight between those two. And that that, for me... Remind, remains as probably the, I want, yeah, I'm going to go with iconic image of the last decade, seeing Manny Pacquiao, uh, on his face, flat out, flat out in that fight, yeah. Well, well, I mean, look, um, there's so, I mean, you know, there's so many fights, um, I I couldn't narrow it down to, to one thing in the decade, right? So I've got to do probably about four, um, Floyd Mayweather Jr. and uh, Manny Pacquiao as an event uh, was just extraordinary to attend. It was mm-hmm. amazing. And, I, and as I said earlier, I've been campaigning with other journalists for it to happen. And it was probably, well, it happened in 2014. I, I'm pretty sure I've been writing about it potentially happening for four years. Mm. Um, you know, that's why I say I've been through this these blooming scenarios before where you think you're close to it happening and you, you even you even sometimes write that you believe it's about to be signed and it's still 18 months off in reality. Um, that's why I say, you know, let's be cautious about the all these heavyweight fights happening. Um, the I've got to include Tyson Fury's rise from yeah. the canvas in the 12th round beauty. against Deontay Wilder. Because you know that could be the iconic moment. That could it's be pure the drama, moment. Adam. Yeah, it's just, yeah. uh, you know, 2018. It's, it's, it, the drama was extraordinary. It was unbelievable in the true sense of the word. I was also there and, and very lucky to be there as well on the night that and very close to Tyson Fury when he beat um, Vladimir Klitschko in 2015. That mm. went under the radar, but it was extraordinary to be at. Mm. Um, in 2015, the, the the Anthony Joshua and Vladimir Klitschko at Wembley in 2017 captured the nation and was an incredible night to be. And and then I would also include the Olympic finals uh, in ah. 2012 with the three women's fights. It was just unbe- the, the noise in there with only 10,000 people. You were there yourself. Mm. It's you know I remember it's one of the moments that so turned you on to wanting to present sports. Yeah. You know, London 2012 was off the charts. The boxing event was incredible. And to see women in, in the Olympics for the first time and to have an Irish winner in Katie Taylor, to have uh, a British winner in, in Nicola Adams, an amazing kind of um, Thomas Hearn stroke, a marvellous Marvin Hagler type American boxer and Clarissa Shields, who, by the way, two of those are now Ring Magazine champions... Mm-hmm. Taylor and Clarissa Shields and Nicola Adams became a champion last year before retiring. So it, I, I can't, as you say, I can't narrow it down. I, I watch too many too many fights, I'm afraid. But uh, <laughs> those are all my kind of big moments of, of the decade. <laughs> oh, I'm just reading the next link. <laughs> oh, back now to the cricket. Oh, he's Kevin Peterson and Gareth Batty, <laughs> and one of the fans nodding off. Back 
back on. Oh, has he woken up? His head. He's has he woken his up? Head. I don't know. Look at no, him going here. Watch him go. I think he's going again. He's hey! gone again. He's gone again. <laughs> he's absolutely goosed. Oh, oh, he's coming round. Oh, oh. the big smile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Oh, and he's, he's applauding clapping. himself. Well done. No one wakes up that week, mate. Taxi! <laughs> I'll get my coat. Time now for the best bits of the best show at the weekend. That, of course, will be mine, the Andy Goldstein Transgroup Express. Here's some of the best bits from that show where we look back at a decade worth of football. It was me, Andy Brassel, and Chris Parrott. Parrott. Have Barcelona... It's going to be controversial. Have Barcelona, bearing in mind they had Messi, his absolute pomp, for 10 years and only won the Champions League twice... Have Barcelona been rubbish? <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, because they've had pretty much an unprecedented era of success domestically. They've won seven of the ten titles on offer. Now, that hasn't happened very often throughout La Liga history. Will Barcelona be disappointed to have only won the Champions League twice? Yes, is the answer. So in Europe, they've been rubbish? Um in the second, Say it, Chris. In, no, in, not in the first half of the decade because they, they, they won it twice in 2011 and 2015. Yeah. If you asked Barcelona as a club and Barcelona fans and Leo Messi after the final in 2015 in Berlin when they were brilliant, are you not going to win the Champions League again this decade? They, w- they would have laughed at him and said, no, of course we are. So they'll be disappointed, massively disappointed in Europe and particularly the way they have twice gone out having thrown away big first leg leads in the last two years. So I think you can split the decade in half for Barcelona in terms of European football. Great the first half, disappointing the second. But in Spain, the last decade has been Barcelona's, no question about it. But isn't it just difficult to follow up Pep Guardiola football? I I think that's part of it because you go right back to the start of the decade, November 2010, and they beat Real Madrid 5-0 in one of the most complete club performances that I've ever seen still. It was absolutely phenomenal, that 5-0 win at, at, at Camp Nou. Um, and then, what, a month later, you look at the, the finalists for the, for the Ballon d'Or. Of, for the first time, all, all three come out of the same academy, Xavi, Iniesta, Messi. Then at the end of that season, OK, they lose the Copa del Rey final and we'll come back to the way that Mourinho starts to become a, a stone <laughs> in, in, in Pep Guardiola's shoe. Um, but they still win La Liga comfortably and then um, they are, are just brilliant. They're the best Barcelona that I think any of us can imagine when they beat Manchester United at, at Wembley in, in, in 2011 and let Eric Abidal win the, uh, lift the cup. It was, it was an extraordinary um, scene. And at that point, they are as, as as good as it gets. Now, as regular listeners to Glory Hunters will know, panellists are invited to express an idea or an opinion designed to horrify the purists in a segment of the show known as Sporting Heretics. This week, comedian and Brighton fan Stephen Grant suggested that it's time we rename football. What we need to do is have a little bit more humility. And I think the problem comes, especially within the English game, or the British game specifically, in the fact that we call it football. Mm-hmm. Football as a name 
is a umbrella term for various other footballs around the world. And I know it's going to be okay. hard for people to hear this, right? Rugby, football, American football. Mm -hmm. There are other forms of football out there. And the name used to be soccer. Now, everyone hates the name soccer. They think, oh, it's an Americanism. But of course it isn't, because it comes from association football. And it came up so that we could establish the difference between association football and rugby football, the age of which are being pretty much the same as each other. There's an argument that one is older than the other, and I'm sure on social media people will be correcting me on this. But the reality is, it's a British name that we came up with, we gave the Americans. Mm. And when Americans came up with American football, they kept soccer. And American football became football, and that's obviously their lookout, and we're not gonna judge them on that. But we used to call it soccer ourselves, up until about the mid-70s. It was an interchangeable name with football. Then we decided it was too American, and we got rid of it, and we went to football. And that arrogance has permeated the sport and made us unpopular with other sporting areas. And if we go back to soccer, football can get some humility back and be popular amongst sporting fans everywhere. It's a tough decision, everyone will hate it, yeah. but in a generation's time, everyone who supports football or plays it will be welcomed into the rest of the sporting community. Soccer. I recommend a referendum on that. <laughs> yes, what a good idea. And can I just say something, Stephen? In yeah. Ireland, it's soccer. Yes. Did you know that? Because, ah. because we have our own football, yeah, Gaelic football. I've said soccer amongst my English friends, yep. yeah. the two I have, and like I've said it to them, <laughs> and they're like, oh, what are you talking about soccer for? I goes, no, we say it now because we have Gaelic football, so, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I like what you're saying. It was a superb answer, Stephen. Really, really great. You, all, your, all your arguments made sense and were based in logic. I will never, ever, ever <laughs> call football soccer. So, no goals. Bad luck. Um, <laughs> Absolute, absolute ruination. ultimate heresy there. VAR are looking at it. For what? I have absolutely no idea, but they are looking at it. OK, so I gave Stephen no goals there. Um, and I have to just come back to you that VAR has intervened. Literally, I've been told off. The police have been in. And they've told me that Stephen's was such a good answer that I have to give him three goals. So through gritted teeth, I'm giving soccer three goals. And the Glory Hunters podcast is available to download right now, it says. Well, not, don't do it now, because otherwise, you know, you listen to this. Do it when you've got a moment free. I mean, you don't have to download it. It's not a demand. I'm not telling you to do it. You can if you want. The option's there. I mean, it's up to you. Anyway, do it or don't. I don't care. I don't get any money for that one. I'd rather you keep downloading this one. I get sort of 7p and a, and a cola bottle. Do you remember the old cola cubes? I'll take a couple of them. What's your favourite? Fruit salads. I like fruit salads or the... Uh, the sherbet, sherbet dip dab, or the old strawberry shoelaces. Oh my god, my kids like the old strawberry shoe. I always nick them when they're. Anyway, you've been listening to the Andy Goldstein Talksport Daily podcast. Please click and subscribe via Acast, this is sensible right now, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And don't forget the second test match between England and South Africa is live and exclusive on Talksport 2. And a reminder that I am back tonight, that's Monday night from 10 pm, with the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar with me. And Jason Cundy, who was, of course, off last week on Thursday. With, oh, he's not feeling well. I'm going to take the night off. Let's find out if the tough man, the former centre-half, the tough guy, can make it into the office tonight. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. 
Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. 